Welcome to the CubeCast Podcast, turning away Tyson Smell. <laughs> Tyson Smell. <laughs> oh, okay. Welcome to the CubeCast Podcast, turning away Tyson Mao. Since 2015, today is, what, July 12, 2015? I'm Wafo, and joined with me is Mitch. How you doing? Good. Good. Uh, okay. Should we explain where Brandon is? Because he pretty much disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah. So Brandon is uh, doing his marching band stuff all this summer, and that's kind of making it so that he can't really do the CubeCast as much as possible. Um, so we're. this is why we do have three hosts, and we can have one person be gone. Yeah, it's perfect, because we can still have a guest on, everything's all fine and dandy, and it's we can still provide a good episode. Isn't that right, Mitch? Yeah. Yeah, speaking of which, what do we have planned for this episode? Uh, our guest for this episode is going to be J.R. Cuber. If you have been living under a rock for the past, like, two years or so, you would probably not know that J.R. Cuber is one of the most subscri- subscribed YouTube Cubers with 44,416 subscribers, and he has over 6 million video views. That's really impressive, considering, like, we only have, like, 1,000 each. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh so look forward to that one. Uh let's have, let's do some housekeeping real quick. Um we already did where Brandon is. Uh tagline raffle. So, the tagline raffle is you submit your best tagline to us at cubecast@gmail.com at and if we like it, we'll reply and your name will be entered into a raffle for $15 to the cubicle.us. So, basically, you only get one entry. So, make your tag- taglines count. All taglines approved will be featured on our website regardless of whether or not you win the prize or not. So go ahead and keep sending in those taglines. We love them. So, yeah. Keep sending them in? We've had, like, two. Yeah, keep sending them in. Come on. The, the two, we really appreciate them. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, if it's okay if you want to send in, like, a million of them because that's better than just, like, sending in one or two. Yeah, no, just know. just send in a tagline. Like, yeah. hell, I'll, okay. Uh, you know what? The next tagline that comes in, I will say on the Anthony episode. It doesn't even matter if it's good or not. <laughs> All right. so if you want to get your uh, thing on the next episode, just send us an email or post it on our Facebook page. We don't care. Honestly, so I don't know why people won't do the tagline raffle because that's like you can get fifteen dollars to Cubicle that US for doing absolutely nothing but sending in a tagline. Yeah, like that's a brand new Moi Hualong, and everybody knows the Moi Hualong is pretty good. So you should just. Send in one sentence to our email, and that's it. <laughs> yes. So uh, we have a delay with the Anthony episode. Do you want to elaborate on this? Yeah, so for the past uh, month or so, Anthony has been really booked with everything. I hope everybody knows that Anthony has been doing lots of things with like that uh, America's Got Talent episode, and he's also been going to competitions all around the U.S., and now he just left a couple days ago to go to South America for the World Championships. And then uh, he's going to be in the world South America for a while, and then he's going to go to U.S. Nationals, and hopefully we will have an episode with him at U.S. Nationals. 
So we're not entirely sure how that's going to work out, but um, I will be at U.S. Nationals. Jules, you're not going to be there, right? Nope, I will not be, unfortunately. And Brandon's not going to be there as well, but I think Brandon will probably be at marching camp at this or marching um, during that time. So it's probably just going to be another episode with you and me. All right, that's so, fine. As long as you have internet, we can record wherever. Yeah. So that's good. Um, yeah, so hopefully the hotel Wi-Fi is not bad. Do you um, just tether. Just tether to your phone. That, uh, just use the data. You get, like, monthly. Data. Do you have do you have uh, monthly data? Yeah. So you're good. You reset after it's a month. Like two gigabytes. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. God okay. damn it. All right, uh, so. We'll figure something out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to tell us about the stuff that's been going on the, the, the WCA? The oh, WCA? yeah. We, I mean, we just have a crap ton of world records and continental records. As always, we we like to report these. Not really, but we do it anyways because it's the uh, CubeCast spirit. So starting with uh, Mega Rubik 2015 in Lima, Peru, we have uh, John Alexander Tabao Temple with a 1.84 SAR cube single. Yep. Yep. Want to take the next one? Okay, next just alternate. <laughs> Chengdu Open 2015 in Chengdu, China. Oh God. Haichin Yang got a 8.27 world record uh, OH single, which is now the former single because there's more world record singles to come. <laughs> we have the uh, UW Spring 2015 in Seattle, Washington with uh, Kevin Hayes with a 57.53 NAR 5x5 average. Okay, this next competition, Felix... Uh, dominated kind of Canberra Autumn and Canberra Australia. Felix Mdegs got a 23.72 OCR 4x4 single, and the uh, one-handed single that everybody was talking about a couple weeks ago, the 6.88 world record single. Um, he also got a 25 move OCR FMC single and a 27.33 OCR FMC mean. Um, his next record is the 1 minute 46.95 OCR 6x6 single and a 1 minute 53.49 OCR mean. And his last record for the competition is a 238.18 OCR 7x7 single. Now moving on to Jaden McNeil, we have a 3.62 OCR Pyraminx average from him and a 2.52 OCR Skube single. Lastly from this competition, we have Thomas Makadam with a 7.47 OCR clock single and an 8.70 OCR clock average. That competition was too much. <laughs> go, on, go on to the next one. That was a, a bit of a mouthful. Anyways, uh, the Ejido Mall Challenge 2015 in Venezuela with Daniel Alberto Sanchez Dugarte with a 2.04 SAR Pyramid single and Jürgen Svilyagi with a 8.25 SAR clock average. That single for Pyraminx, that's Singles. Was pretty lucky. What, did you see, is there a video of it or something? I have no idea. I just imagine it was probably pretty lucky. Yeah, could be. Like, I, I I, haven't really heard much of uh, Mr. Daniel Alberto here. So, mm-hmm. do, do you know if he's any actually like good at Pyraminx? No at idea. All? No idea? Alright, well, we'll find out later and probably ponder on that. Next competition? Yeah. Brasilia Open 2015 in Brasilia, Brazil. Pedro Henrique de Da Silva Roque. That guy's name is really hard. Um, and he's really fast at 3x3 three three apparently because he got a 6.84 SAR 3x3 three three single and an 8.43 SAR 3x3 three three average. He also got a 2 minute 
9.87 SAR 6x6 single and a 2 minute 20.41 SAR 6x6 mean. The next person at this competition that set a record was João Pedro Batista Ribeiro Costa with a 26 SAR FMC mean, which is really good. Um, Samuel Antonio Rujo de Jesus got a 1.81 SAR Pyraminx single. <laughs> Those singles, though. Yeah. All right, moving on to the SLS. Uh, Zawarski, 2015 in Poland with uh, Wojciech Knott. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Sorry if I butchered it. With a uh, 5.99 ER clock average. Fast. Fast. <laughs> so for more clock stuff, we have clocking stuff at Wanoki, Wisconsin. And no clock records were broken. <laughs> but Kevin Hayes decided to break uh, 7x7 NAR with a single of 2 minutes 37.56 uh, seconds, and he also broke the mean with a 242.85 world record um, mean for 7x7. Yeah, and we have the WGC 2015 in the United Kingdom with uh, Connor Cronin with a 6.17 AFR skew average, and Jesse Tipton with a 4.18 AFR skew single. Uh, the next competition was Thailand Championships in Bangkok, Thailand, and this guy, uh, I'm just going to say his first name because the last one, his last name is really difficult. It's Asia Konvitayayotin, uh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> Thumbs <Good>. up. <laughs> Thumbs up through the airwaves here. Okay, um, the, he got a 1 minute and 2.50 ASR 5x5 average, and I thought he quit cubing a while ago, but I guess he's still going. Because I remember seeing his like four second three by three single on YouTube, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> it was like it was like the first one on YouTube, and I don't even think Felix had one at the time. Okay, go to the next one. Yeah, sure. We have a uh, CBNBC 2015 in Belgium with uh, Jan Batal, Bent Lage, whatever. I'm sorry for butchering your last name. Uh, with a 25 world record mean FMC. Yeah, tied. Tied. Yeah, it, that three, it's not gay if it's in a three-way? No. <laughs> God damn okay. it. Um, the next competition was Indian Nationals 2015, and Hariharan Dam. he got a 4.28 ASR skew average. Um, then in the next round, he got a 3.94 ASR skew average. Congratulations on beating yourself, yeah. Yeah. That's always nice. Next round, too. Uh, Next competition, we have LSLC Open 2015 in Santiago, Chile, with Raul Betty with a 15.09 SAR square one, almost said skew there, average. (laughs) I was so close to saying skew. All right. Congratulations. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully he does well at World Championships. I think he's going to Worlds. Um, and hopefully he wins. Uh, the next competition is Speed Days Krasnik in Krasnik, Poland. Michal Halchuk got a 2 minute 34.64 world record 7x7 single, and then he also got a 2 minute 45.10 ER 7x7 mean. Alright, next we have... Yeah, that's fast. Anyways, uh, we have Good... Uh, good, <laughs> good Cube Show... Korea 2015 in Korea with Se Young Nam with a 25 58 
ASR 4x4 single and you know Nam with a 5.19 ASR clock single. Yeah, the Korean cubing scene is getting really, really fast, and I'm really jealous of it. <laughs> um, the next competition is Zhang Zhao Open 2015 in China. Uh, Zhang Yang Li got a 2.11 ASR Skube single. Oh, okay, cool. Which is now broken, but like... Whatever. Hey, congratulations on holding it for a while. For, uh, Cube for Cambodia 2015 in Australia. We have uh, Mr. Zemdegs with a 5.61 OCR 3x3 single. Finally beating himself, but not Colin. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, and Jay... Not with, even Matt's. Not even Matt's. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and then we have Jay McNeil with a 1.71 OCR 2x2 average. So Jay just got fast uh, fast at 2x2 again out of nowhere. Like, I didn't yeah. even hear about him practicing, to be honest. <laughs> I think he actually didn't practice, and he didn't think he was going to do well at this competition, so he didn't even record the average. Ah. Uh. How unfortunate. Yeah. That's funny, though. So, the next competition is Canadian Open 2015 in Waterloo, Canada. Uh, this is always a big competition, and lots of people go to it. So, Kevin Hayes, of course, went to it and got a 51.58 North American 5x5 single. Um, and the next competitor, Rami Spahai, got a 0.58 World Record 2x2 single and also a 1.55 World Record 2x2 average. And there's a lot of controversy about whether or not that 0.58 world record single should have stood, and we will talk about it a little bit more in the later in the episode. All right, we have Velbert Open 2015 in Germany with uh, Sebastian Vaya with a 59.87 ER 5x5 average. Sub 1. Sub 1! I think on the last episode we were saying how Mattia Furlan would get Sub 1, but... Oh, uh, but he didn't. <laughs> yeah, Sebastian Vaya already got it. So the next competition is Indiana 2015, and Kevin Hayes got a 133.55 world record 6x6 single, which was really shocking because he got fast, and yeah. That was really... My uh... my cat is meowing really loudly. I should... Give me a second. (laughs) Sure. What do you want? Uh, great. We're not going to cut that. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, did you do the Alliance for Education? Oh, uh, no, not yet. I was about to say did about, like... here? Yeah. For, for a while. <laughs> I want to say stuff about Kevin Hayes' uh, that 6x6 single. Like, he didn't... Because didn't he get down his first solve of the mean? Um, I can't remember. But, I like, he was. he was saying something about, like, oh, man, I really hate this because everyone started recording after he got it. Mm-hmm. So he was, like, surrounded, and then everyone had high expectations, and then just, like, whatever. Anyways, yeah. Alliance for Education 2015 would well, not Kevin I want to go back to the 6 by 6 ago. No. Why? Okay. <laughs> because um, when he was warming up for 6 by 6 um, he got a sub-130. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> that was the UWR at the time, and then he went up and got this, and that was just, like, insane. So, yeah, that was kind of insane. Yeah, okay. congratulations Alliance for, for Education. Okay, now we go to Alliance for Education 2015 in California with a not Kevin Young, also known as Michael Young, uh, with a three... No. Three? <laughs> Damn it. I skipped a line with a nine. Oh, you went to the Nathaniel Berg one. Because <laughs> my cursor was on the Nathaniel Berg one. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, so now Kevin Young with a 9.43 NAR square one single. Yep, he's fast, so finally got a good single. Next competition is Danish Open t- Championships 2015 in Gislev, Denmark. Nathaniel Berg got a 3.73 world record clock single. And um, so the another competitor, Daniel Wallen, got a 4.20 uh, world uh pb clock single but uh when they looked at the video evidence later on it was actually a dnf on the backside, and oh. so they dnf the result so yeah that world record clock single is going to stand for a really really long time uh, I, I didn't even know about that uh well there was a lot of things but i wasn't paying attention to it because i just yeah no one's i don't really care about clock is the thing sorry mitch <laughs> okay <laughs> I, I don't know do you care about clock because you're like, I you do mean, everything. It's interesting. It's interesting to see, like, oh, like, it was actually a DNF uh, because you use video evidence to show. Oh, okay. On. It's, I mean, I, like, I practice clock, but I'm not that great at it. Oh, so your interest at uh, clock extends to the fact that it's just video evidence. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So our next competition is Berlin Summer Cube Day 2015 in Germany with uh, Maskov with a 25.45 world record 3x3 three three blind mean mean <laughs> yeah that's kind of like insane oh um, did he get is he gonna you think he's gonna break sub 20 single soon i i don't even know what the world record single is right now actually i don't either okay. but um he might i if he hasn't already if he hasn't already done it officially like it's probably easy for him yeah but yeah, uh um, in terms of how long? I'd probably give him like close to the end of the year. Yeah, because he's Cause he's he improving. Like Seventeen, yeah, sixteens on YouTube. Yeah, no, it's gonna be soon. It has to be soon. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the next competition was Esquienta para o Mundial twenty fifteen. I think this competition was just recently. Um, was or no, this wasn't actually recent. Or it's kind of recent, but. Not like in the past week, but uh, Samuel Antonio Arujo de Jesus got a 3.54 SAR Pyramix average. Okay, I gotta check, because then that same guy got one. Yeah. What? So he, he broke w- it again? No, 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 he had a SAR single for Pyramix. Oh, okay. Oh, so that means he's good at Pyramix. Yeah, okay. so, okay, sorry for bashing on you at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> You're good at Pyramix, congratulations. We apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so good at the show, man. <laughs> so we have uh, Tux Winter 2015 in South Africa with... Uh, shit. Um, Pechan, sorry for butchering your name. Yobert, sorry for butchering your name. Uh, with a 1.09... Or no, 1, one minute, 9.13 second... Uh, AFR Megaminx single and a 117.89 AFR Megaminx average. Yep. Africa is catching up to everybody. Uh, at the next competition, run Radomsko Cube Theory 2015, Jakub Kipa got a 20.57 world record feet single, and that record was insane. Did you see the video for it? Oh, no, I didn't. Wait oh, for is that world record single? Yeah. Yeah. The chair got abused. So. Oh, really? Did, oh, wait. I think I saw that one. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, 
the next uh, person is Prismasol Coletta. I think that's kind of close how you say it. <laughs> Premislav? Uh, Premislav? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably good enough. <laughs> I hope. Like, uh, Sorry if we just completely butchered it. We're not Polish. Um, and he got a uh, 11.83 EROH average and an 8.82 EROH single. Oh, great. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that that single though is really good. Congratulations on getting that single. Isn't that sub former world record? No, it was six six, right? For the world record with the Chinese dude. The Chinese guy got yep. like an eight point five. Oh, eight point. Be- even before that, Antoine had like an eight seven five. Okay, well, oh, it was uh eight point two. But still, that's really fast. Congratulations. <laughs> real, real neat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Irish Championships 2015 in Ireland with Ollie Frost with a two point or two minute two point seven five second world record four blind single. Jeez. Yep. Okay, and then we have Connor Cronin again with AFRs for five by five average with a one a one thirty seven point oh seven average and a twenty six point four one AFR square one average. And we have Kieran Ban. Man, this guy's getting fast. Yeah, I'm. Do- I'm not even going to say. He's just getting fast. He's getting there. He would probably be like one of my uh, my uh, fantasy cubing people. Luckily, I actually picked him for fantasy. Cubing oh, did at you? The beginning of the year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because I knew he was going to get really fast. Oh, so. nice. Yeah, I wish so I picked I him, him because like he is improving really fast. Anyways, back to his record. He got a uh, one fifty-seven point seven. ER 6x6 average. So he yep. is getting fast, which is amazing. Okay, the next uh, competition is Colohio IPE 2015 in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Gabriel, Gabriel Pereira. Oh, God. Pereira. Yeah, I think at Campana. Got a 29.92 world record feet average. Oh, South America has always been really good at feet, so it's really nice to see that they took the average. Uh, Pedro Henrique de Silva Roque got a 104.35 SAR 5x5 average and a 53.01 SAR 5x5 single. Awesome. Uh, where am I? Oh, there it is. Uh, TCG and Friends Aquarita 2015 with a uh, two SARs from Pedro Alejandro Condotele with a two six. Okay. Two minutes, six sec, six point one one second SAR, six by six single, and a two sixteen point seven six by six average. Yeah, also getting fast. Okay. Oh, I was like, I was like, why is there two TCG competitions? I guess they had one last competition or last weekend, and then they had one this weekend. And yeah, there's more records from this one this weekend, but we're not going to cover them because they're not official yet. Okay, going on to the next competition. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Shangzhen Open 2015 in Shangzhen, China. Uh, Kaijun Lin got a 22.98 ARSR blind single. Fast. Fast. And Taiwan Open, our last competition for this list, is um, we have Li Chang with a 1.69 world record skew single. Woo! World record skew. Eight moves. Eight. <laughs> and Yifan Yu. Woo, sorry. With a 31.44 ASR 4x4 average 
and you Lin Sai with a one minute one point six two second ASR five by five average. So that's all of our records as of today. July twelfth, twenty fifteen. Great. So on to our regular news, which we will pretty much bust through quickly. Or do you want to do a commercial yeah. break so I can eat dinner and then come back? Do whichever you want to do. <laughs> I don't care. Let's, probably, let's let's take a break. Okay, let's take a break. So we'll take our first commercial break, and then when we get back, we're gonna hit up our regular news and then introduce our guest, Jr. Cuber. This episode of the CubeCast podcast is brought to you by TheCubicle.us, trusted by speedcubers and puzzlers worldwide. Check them out at www.TheCubicle.us. Oh. Okay. Are we recording? We are recording. Yes, we are indeed. Alright, welcome back to the CubeCast podcast. So, that was our commercial break. I had dinner. What about you, Mitch? What did you do? I played you Uncharted. Oh, congratulations. Well, well you were... Uh, Playing games, I was enjoying a chicken pot pie. It was delicious. The most delicious chicken pot pie I've ever had. <laughs> okay, so what did you do in the the month ago or so? Yeah, so a month ago, I decided to fly to California from the East Coast to compete at a one-day competition at Basque. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, we... It was really funny, though, because we were just talking about, like, Mask 6. And I was like, I think I can make that. And I did. Yeah. So that was really weird. So I stayed at Brandon's house for that, and that was really exciting. The fact that he had, like, five dogs was... Uh... Oh, yeah. It's kind of overwhelming when you stay at his house. Because <laughs> yeah, all the dogs it's are like, like, oh, my God. They're, they're, like, tiny, and they bark at you. And it's, it's just really funny. But anyways, at... At uh, Mask 6, we, we bought, like, a shit ton of Orangina. And then we had... Uh, so, like, and we had some... Okay, competition results. How'd you do, Mitch? Um, I don't think it was my best competition because it was like right during finals, so or like right before finals and that kind of stuff. So I was kind of going crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. For me, it was a. I just got out of school, and then I was hoping to do well because you know make the uh, five thousand miles across the country worth it. But you know, it was whatever. It was the experience. It was good. Mm-hmm. I like the experience of Basque. I like the setup you guys have with the. Uh, like the uh, scramble shields and all that stuff. How you guys run the competition is really, is really really awesome. Yeah, it's taken a lot of iterations on how to we should actually do it. Um, so the next thing is uh, talk about Tyson Mao. Oh yeah, Tyson Mao. So the, you no, know, you you were there. Yeah, okay. like he's the one that he approached. So so um, it was really really funny though. So Tyson Mao, if you don't know, he's the one of the co-founders of the WCA and. Uh, he decided to show up to Basque 6 and he didn't register online so we had no idea that he was actually coming so we see him walk in and he like comes over to the middle scrambling table which I'm uh, me and Brandon were sitting at so we're like oh hi what do you want and he's like "Uh, where's registration and we're like there is no registration it's only online 
So we literally had to turn away Tyson Mao from our competition. So it was kind of Tyson Mao. Yeah, the founder of the WCA. We had to say no. (laughs) And he he once we told him, he was like, "Oh, I should have known." And then he like walked away. I mean, he was talking to Jeremy for a while, so at least he wasn't there for like no apparent reason. Yeah, he he stayed for like an hour and and talked to people in the crowd and that kind of stuff. So that's really funny though. Mm-hmm. It's still one of the funniest things ever because like having to turn away the person who actually started like competitive cubing as we know it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's always like kind of disheartening when you have to do it to like parents, but when it's Tyson Mao, it's like what? So yeah. <laughs> like to parent to parents, it's like, oh I feel so bad, but when it comes to Tyson Mao, it goes like I feel bad, but this is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um you wanna talk about the new regs just really quick. Alright, so regs actually came into uh just started like eleven days ago, so now that uh so I guess worlds and nationals will have the new regs being applied to them. There's not really I mean there's the big changes in regs, so like we just list them off real quick, stickerless puzzles are now legal, so that's great. Uh, extra attempts, just in case. Can you clarify on that? Because I completely forgot about that extra attempts thing. I think it's like, if there's an issue with the solve, then they just give you an extra attempt. Oh, and then we'll decide later if... Okay, so that's it. Uh, Explicitly stated that the board can retroactively modify results, so like... Because it didn't say that before in the regs, I guess, Mm -hmm. that you can... uh, They can just say, hey, we could change the results whenever. Right? Yeah. Alright, leniency for nubs. Basically, if you're new to a competition, you can get, like, some, like, uh, pressure off your back knowing that they're gonna go easy on you, like, what, give you an extra attempt if you did poorly or some shit like that. Not poorly, but incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, no intentional DNFing or poor results. I, I know this is a big one, especially for our little Facebook group. Um... Like Brandon, what? Michael yeah, and what? Brandon Harnish. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, what? Yeah, because uh, Brandon, the host, does like he inter- he does DNFs the solves because he doesn't want bad results on his page mm-hmm. and poor results with uh, Brandon Michael who always gets like sixty nine move FMC every single time. It's not a poor result. It's a PB every single time. How can you? Yes, how can it, you make it, that like? <laughs> If you get a PB every single time, you are not doing poor results. Like it's a PB. Come on, it's it's great. It's a PB, but like, it's up to the discretion of the judge. Is the big thing with this one or the delegate? Actually, right? Oh, the delegate. Sorry, yeah, the delegate. So, like, uh, I guess you have to ask beforehand yeah. what constitutes as poor results, because like, if it's, I guess like. 150 move FMC, like, from before we put in the move count limit. Mm-hmm. That was poor result. Like, Yeah, I think there's, like, that a was just on, on there. It's, like, the last one for FMC. That's just... That's intentionally bad. Yeah. But, like, if you're getting a 69 PB every single time, I don't see what's wrong with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, judges must now reset the timers before, every, uh, before attempts, so the judge is now in charge of actually resetting the timer. So, if the... What, so if the competitor doesn't reset the timer and he starts it, he can say, your fault. Yeah. I need an extra attempt. Okay. Score one tabs. Uh, basically, you can put like a tab in between the slices of the pieces so they don't misalign while being transferred from the scrambling table to the competitor's table. Right? Yeah, it's like in the, uh, it's in the slice layer. So it's just one piece of paper. 
Okay, so that, that's perfect, because now you can't get any, like... Because even just a tiny little turn will change the entire thing, apparently. Yeah. Um, FMC sheets are not required. Basically, you can write on any piece of paper as long as it's clear that that is the solution you're using. And uh, pyramid scrambling is set to match the world record length, so it's now 6 instead of 7. I don't even remember how the world record length got to be 6. Do you know? Was it like a misscramble type thing? I have no idea. Okay. I, I Like, it's... Because I don't pay attention yeah. to uh, anything like besides pyramids. three by three. <laughs> anything besides three one-handed and four by four. Yeah. The only things I actually pay attention to. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, the next one is like you, you're the one that posted this on speed solving. Yeah. Uh, is this still up on C- speed solving? I don't even know. Well, um, it probably is. Let me check. So the next thing is Romania's Got Talent. So there was these three people that went on Romania's Got Talent. Oh, the, the video is down, but the speed solving the, thing is yeah. still up, probably. Yeah. Um, Romania's Got Talent, there's three people that went on and they did these kind of like magic trick type uh, things with Rubik's Cubes. They memorized a hundred cubes uh, and all their solutions for it apparently. And, or, yeah. And so they were randomly, they got to, or somebody randomly picked a cube for them to solve and each person got a cube and they solved it into, um, Two of them solved it into the scram or the solve state, and one other person did it to a match the scramble to another cube. Um, but when they did these solves, they were doing CFOP, and um, all of the scrambles just were very similar to each other, and meaning that they were one or two moves off, or they were a couple moves off of uh, a standard uh, cube, um, or like they had a specific scramble, and then all of the rest of the cubes were just like a couple moves off of that one cube so they would just have to remember which number it is and which moves it was off from the original cube yeah it's kind of like really really like a lot to explain to take in yeah but um the i guess the big thing with this is does it give off a bad impression of community the speed cubing community as a whole because it's sort of i don't want to say like it's fake because it takes like skill to be able to memorize that many cubes but if it's if it is like as fake as you make it out to be does it give off a bad impression about speed cubing well like yeah solving the thing is none of the people that are not cubers wouldn't know that it's actually like not actually how a real cuber would do it so that kind of thing they don't nobody would actually know so um, but for a cuber, they can obviously see that, oh, they're using CFOP for a blind solve. That's kind of strange. Um, so, but I mean, if for, of course it's for a competition. So if they, if they want to do whatever they want to do to win the competition, then that's fine. But I don't know. It's kind of strange to see that people would almost impersonate how a, a really credited blindfold solver would do things. Yeah. I think the, the big one, uh, because uh, we were talking with Brandon before about this one, was like it It kind of puts down the achievements of actually good blindfold solvers, like Maskov, mm-hmm. for example. Like it's just saying, hey, some guys did it on TV and with a hundred of them, when Maskov can actually do a hundred of them in a row or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. It kind of it's, 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 it's a bit concerning if it's like that, but I, I all in all, I. Just try not to fake, like, your solves, but, you know, do what you have to to win, I guess. Yeah. It's going to bring interest to the Cuban community, but um, people are going to find out, oh, yeah, that 
wasn't entirely true what they did. Um, so the next thing is Rami Spahai's 2x2 world record single. You know, you want to talk about this? Oh, yeah. No, the, the big thing with this one was because um, someone told Rami or showed Rami the scramble beforehand. And then Rami was like, oh, go away. I don't want to see it. And then when he did it, he got the single. And it, that wasn't the big de- like uh Like, getting the single was great and all. But, like, the fact that someone told him to scramble kind of had, like, a lot of uh, controversy around this. Which was uh, basically, like... How Rami, like, uh, first of all, like, props out to Rami for, like, admitting, hey, someone approached me. Like, the big thing with this one was, like, the rumors that uh, the guy who gave him the scramble got it from, like, looking at videos of people doing the same scramble beforehand. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's it's really just, that's the big part about it. So what are your thoughts on this world record single stuff? Yeah, uh, delegates and judges can only police as much as humanly possible without separating people from in different rooms like if you have a room that's for people that have already competed in a room that people haven't competed in then that's really difficult because like not all venues allow for that um but i think kit and uh, all the judges did the best that they can they could at the time because they turned off all the displays once everybody once uh the first person got that scramble they turned off all the displays because they didn't want anybody in the crowd to see. Um, so, like, they literally did everything that they possibly could um, on the competitor side of things without to try not to create a disturbance. But, like, um, I don't know. It's a, It was a four mover. Rami would have seen it anyways. So, I like, him knowing that there was an easy scramble really wouldn't make a difference because in he would have seen the solution to that scramble in literally a second to half a second and he would have known okay this is this is easy i know what exactly to do because he's done so many thousands and thousands of two by two solves before yeah but again like the big thing about this one is uh video like using video basically Mm -hmm. like they can only police like people recording videos like you have uh like parents recording their kids or like people recording whatever all the time like this kind of changes how video should be treated in competitions like it, should we add other like regulations in terms of like video cameras at venues because of something like this cuz when i heard about this i was at a competition and then keen just pretty much said cuz i was at a slow and steady maryland keen was just saying don't talk about the scrambles because someone just got a world record like dnf because of uh, knowing the scramble because someone came up and told them. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the biggest thing that people can do in terms of preventing this type of thing, uh, this type of thing, is just saying at the start of competition, don't discuss scrambles, don't take videos of like scrambles that you haven't done yet. Yeah, I think that's like the biggest ones. Yeah, and I it's not that hard to follow that because if you just you go to competitions you should be not trying to cheat and it's not that hard to do it so just mind your own business like come on (laughs) yeah so lesson learned don't try to cheat or help someone cheat Mm -hmm. because that's in bad spirit and it's not fun it doesn't make the competition fun at all like rami's face when he did it like it looks so devastated like he's like shit i don't deserve this basically Mm -hmm. 
was his face. But you know what, Rami? For, like, owning up to it, you know, you deserve that. Yeah. Um, the next thing, uh, another cubing mishap was Felix's one, uh, one-handed world record single with the miss scramble. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one was another kind of big controversy. Like, should we allow Felix to have this, basically? Yeah, the, and... the scramble wasn't any better, or it wasn't any more optimal than the other one, so it, that's kind of, like, taken care for. But it's um, it was just one move off the actual scramble, and that was the the biggest thing with it. Like, um, and then would have made it a different scramble easier or not so easier. Like the the thread was basically saying like, "Hey, it's all right because it's not it's a it's a good solution, but it's not any better than what you would have had with the real scramble, right?" Yeah. I think that that's what they said. So that that's why they allowed this to to go through. Yeah, something like that. Like, what other incidences have a misscrambled happen and then they just let it go through? I mean, in fact, like, I guess most misscrambles, if it went through, I think they're fine because like they're not world record. And I think it's the only big deal is because like it is a world record. Yeah, I I know a lot of solves which were misscrambles and like you I. Some of them I talked to the board about, and they didn't do anything about it. But since yeah. just because of the special case, since it was Felix and it was a world record single, that kind of changed things. That's. Do you think, like, uh, I, I mean, I guess because there are like good, good, better people, so, I guess like a couple of like thirty second solves on a miss scramble isn't gonna change much. Yeah. If you already average like thirty seconds, regardless. Um, yeah, so, eh, it's kind of a strange situation, um, uh, I, I prefer that it wouldn't happen, and now with scramble checkers, and everybody should be used, all the competitions should be using scramble yeah. checkers, that things like this don't happen, um, so yeah. I mean, we did have scramble checkers at Basque yeah. 6. By the way, I thought it was really great that you guys had scramble checkers there because it just made everything so much smoother without ver- like no problems whatsoever with miss scrambles or anything. Except for, like, like no one time. complaining. Okay, sorry for miss scrambling your cube four <laughs> times in a row. Okay, <laughs> okay, back to back six. I was scrambling four by four. I fucked up Mitch's four by four twice, and then I gave up. <laughs> okay. Alright. Uh, Next one. Nat seminars. Uh there's gonna be Nat seminars. Uh they don't want like normal stuff like how do I get fast at three by three, but they want more interesting things about uh, how do I how do I organize competitions and blah blah blah, that kind of stuff. Um and you can apply to actually do a NAT seminar on the uh, Nationals website, or uh, if you click the link in the show notes, uh, you can do that as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the deadline is actually five days from now. Yeah, so <laughs> do it quickly. This this episode yeah. will probably come out in a couple days, and you will oh, have no, no, like, no. one day. To no, do it's it. actually due tomorrow. <laughs> oh, you guys are screwed. <laughs> you guys are screwed. Sorry about that. We should have released this episode like eight weeks ago. Oh well. Marvy. Okay, so the next one, new cubes. Uh, Mitch, I think you're the only one who actually cares about hardware. Yeah, so these this stuff, the Kong's Design Maying, I got it. It's alright. Um, it's just really light feeling, and I'm not entirely sure if I like it. Uh, the YG Mega Minx, people got it like this week, and they said it's really bad. 
so don't get it. Is it bad? Yeah, it's bad. It's, Damn. It's massive. It's like the size of a 7x7. Seven seven. That's a... That's really big. Yeah. It's like a old-ass China Minx. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of... And it's not very good turning as well. It's... Yeah. And the next thing is the Cubic Moe Alfu. That's going to be coming out sometime soon, we hope. Um, and it's... There's a lot of high hopes for that puzzle because the Alfu was good, but the only issue was that it wasn't cubic, and a lot of people didn't really like that. Uh, the next puzzle is the Diane Pyraminx. Uh, this was also a puzzle that, when we created the show notes, wasn't out yet, but now it's out. So um, the Diane Pyraminx is also a piece of trash, so don't get it. Um, the Dream Pyraminx, we're still wait, or the Dream Square right, One. Dream Square One, yeah. Um, that's still in the works, and hopefully we get it soon. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the square one, though. That's the only one I'm looking forward to. Because all the square ones are really bad. Yep. And I'm, I'm hoping. I have high hopes for it. Anyways, that's the end of our regular news. We're going to bring on our guest now, J.R. Cuber. So stick around for that for a little bit. Because we need to call him and then and some stuff. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was awesome. Okay, bye. Yeah. Bye. Alrighty. Welcome back. Welcome back. So, we have our guest, J.R. Cuber. How you doing? Doing good. How should we refer to you at the show? Because I don't want to say J.R. Cuber like a billion times. Uh, you can just call me J.R. That's fine. J.R. is fine? Great. All right, yeah. J.R. So, um, let's see what we have here on our show notes. Do you have a link to our show notes, by the way? No, you don't. Oh. <laughs> eh. Oh, whatever. You don't need it. <laughs> Anyways, um, so, J.R. Cuber, um... Tell us about how you got into cubing and basically YouTube, because you are one of the biggest uh, YouTube cubers out there. Okay, so I got into cubing like about five years ago um, when my brother got a cube for Christmas, and I was like, oh, that's cool, because he learned how to solve it, and I was like, oh, I want to learn how to solve it. So I basically just grabbed it one day and sat down and learned how to solve it, and I was like, okay, this is pretty fun. So I just kept doing it, and then... um, Continuing when I got when I first got into cubing, I was looking up tutorials and learning about cubing videos, and I saw Red KB and Me Myself and Pi, which were the biggest channels back then, and um, and so that sort of inspired me. I want to start a YouTube channel for myself, and so a few years later, uh, when I was a bit older, I started one, and um, and that was after I had already like sort of like practiced making a bunch of videos in the past, um, just to sort of see what it was like, and and I really liked it, and so. Then when I started my channel, I was already able to sort of like start out with a bit of practice, so I sort of knew what I was doing, and uh, and then gave it a few years and uh, with some help from some people and just kind of working working pretty hard, I was able to get to where I am now. Oh, that's cool. real cool. I, I wish I I took an effort to actually like pump up my our own channels and stuff like that, but we're too lazy. Yeah, yeah. If if you really have the drive to do it, it's totally possible. Like uh, I remember so. back in the day when uh, Wafo got like a spotlight from Monkey Dude. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, this guy, his videos are amazing, and then, like yeah. nothing else came from it. Yeah, I remember when Monkey Dude still uploaded. Yeah. Oh man, back in the <laughs> yeah. old days, man. When did you start cubing? Yeah, uh, I started cubing like back in August of 2010. Dang. So, yeah, you've been so around. Been... Yeah, yeah. So I like I I remember uh, when the Guhan came out like <laughs> I I didn't know much about it but I remember when people started making videos about it like what is this mysterious new cube that can reverse corner cut you know that kind <laughs> <Yeah>. of thing <laughs> so 
um, yeah, I didn't actually really start collecting or get in or uh, getting into YouTube until like 2012. Um, but but still, that's yeah, that's cool though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you do a, a lot of like modding and puzzle reviews and all that stuff. Like, um, what's your favorite yeah. part? Uh, like, out of all the things you do. Um. Well, I I have to say speed cubing because that's what I do the most. You know, I'm not the fastest, but honestly, even though that's what I do the most, it's I still don't do it that often because I make videos a lot, and so I don't have that much time to practice as like I used to. Mm-hmm. And so um, I actually have been stayed around the same average for a couple years now. Um, like Worlds 2013, I got like a I think like a mid 16 average, and today I average like. A mid fourteen. So in two years, I've only dropped by a couple seconds. Oh, that's so, no big deal. I was stuck at like twenties yeah. for like two years. So yeah, <laughs> like I'm not any better yeah, than that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, my look ahead is good enough, um, and my TPS is is like good enough to where if I really like tried and like learned full OLL and worked on making like my pairs more efficient, then I could basically be sub twelve pretty easily. I just haven't really put in the time or effort uh, right now since I've been focusing more on my channel. Yeah, yeah, there you have it. Like difference in motivation. Think, yeah. What are the yeah? What do you think the differences are between like the YouTube cubing community and like other communities like speed solving dot com or like Facebook groups? Yeah. Um. Well, I'm actually not really that active on like the forums. So like speed solving and twisty puzzles. Um. But I know like on Cubics friends and that kind of thing. Hmm. I think I think they're they're similar in in some ways. Of course, you know, it's not, there's no video, it's more text and everything, but I don't know. For me, Cubics Friends is, like, there's a lot of fast people in that group, and there's a, and there's also, it's sort of a mixed group. I don't know, it's hard to explain. Um, do you think for, like, YouTube, there's not as many fast people, or do you think it's more dominated by a specific I, number of people? Yeah, oh yeah, see, I think that YouTube is dominated by people like Red KB and Crazy Bad Cuber and, um, and those type of people, Felix and Tony Fisher, who have the really big channels, uh, whereas on, on Cubics Friends, no one is really more popular than the other, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's, it's sort of, I guess it's a little bit more equal, you know? I don't know. You have <laughs> level playing field, and you, your yeah, opinion is more... I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, your opinion is more like equal to everybody else's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Cubics friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's really the only group I'm in. I'm not all that active on Facebook, but Do you like yeah. you said you weren't like you don't frequent speed solving that much. Like have you mm-hmm. been on at all recently? Um in speedsolving.com. Speedsolving dot yeah. Oh no, I haven't. I've only been there a couple times. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, I just. I guess because it's, it's actually just... more of a, like speed cubing in general, rather than kind of boosting up like YouTube views and things of that sort. Like, does that stuff interest yeah, you? Yeah. Like, uh, just uh, how do you engage your fans? Like, do you have any like tips like that to just? bring in the people to watch in your videos, have them subscribe, things of that sort. Mm, like, okay. yeah. Well, something that, yeah, something that I did in the beginning that I see a lot of people doing as well is, um, if you go back and watch my older videos, uh, the types of videos that I made and just sort of the way I talked and the way I sort of did things was very similar to the people that I followed, which would be red KB, 
Crazy Bad Cuber, Me, Myself, and Pi, you know, all those, all the, basically, like, the three big channels, you know, mm-hmm. um, even though Pi doesn't upload, and, uh, <laughs> and God. so I see a lot of people that, um, have sort of, uh, copied me in a lot of ways, and, uh, if you can do it right, it's, like, you can, you can get successful, and then over time, you'll develop your own style, and sort of get, create your own personality, and then your channel would just sort of grow from there. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Yeah, because, like... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the guest of honor here. Oh, okay. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, like, something I see a lot is, um, people who do, like, their initials and then Cuber. Like, you see that all the time oh. now. And, um... Oh! <laughs> it's so, it's such a cliche. It's, it's cliche. And here's the thing. When I did it, they were, like four or five people who had done it in the past and I, and they all had like less than a thousand subscribers and and I I thought it was cool and so I did it um but then everyone else started doing it after seeing me and then when you go to their channels they post the same types of like their same review style yeah, that I do yeah. but there's there's only a select few people that can do it well you know and that would that, like Cubix you know who's amazing at it mm-hmm. you know <laughs> um and so it's it's um you see you see a lot of that but if you can do it right you can get successful oh cool cool i mean like you have your initials uh mitch has drum god 997 shut up (laughs) (laughs) i have cubes for life like it's it's all old yeah it's and dandy like i'm happy that youtube's let me change uh let me change the the display name Mm -hmm. so i can i can get rid of my uh what is it like myself back from 2009 <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think um youtube cubing has kind of evolved over the past couple of years like you s- look at the reviews and oh yeah definitely like the review styles just from like mm-hmm. thrust and that kind of stuff there's not very many big like mm-hmm. text mm-hmm. things or anything it's just him talking to the camera and just showing cube stuff and now it's more of like let's do some solves and show some really good uh stuff in the i don't know it's it's definitely evolved over the time, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are copying that new style now, and yeah. I'm kind of stuck in the past. Yeah, yeah no, editing yeah, has I, been I, a big deal in terms of these cube reviews and, like, videos in general. Like, the editing quality has gone up so much in, like, the past, like, three years mm-hmm. that it's just I can't keep up because I just do, like, yeah. straight-up videos. Like, there's no – there's nothing I, else I would do because I'm too lazy to either do it or I'm not interested in it. Yeah, but like, you're, yeah. I personally like uh, Jr. Your 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 editing style is, is very very nice. By the way, I'll give you that. Like, uh, what were your? <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, what were your tips basically for for people who are just like starting off in terms of like their own channel? Like, what yeah. what type of like software or like topics should they talk about when they just started off and to have a quality mm-hmm. like uh, similar quality to yours? Basically, like, what would you give them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what, what I was going to say is that when I first started doing the types of reviews that I do now, they're actually called cursory reviews uh, versus demonstrative reviews, which is where people just turn on the camera, start talking about the cube for 20 minutes, turn it off and upload it. Um, and so I, I got that from Cubix, uh, who is the first person to bring it to the cubing world or at least popularize it. And, um, and so I first started doing it after I saw his videos, but I've sort of adapted it now. Um, because like, if you go and watch the big, uh, tech YouTubers, um, they do the same type of video. And so, um, I started sort of 
trying out some new things and and um, I'm, I'm I actually I'm always trying out new things um, but something that's definitely important if you're gonna do cursory reviews is don't sound like a robot and I was vic- I was victim to this uh, a while ago and I, and he was just like Hey guys, today I'm going to talk about the turning of this cube. It feels crispy and crunchy and it's fast, you know. <laughs> the corner cutting is <laughs> the corner cutting is 45 degrees with two like two thirds of a piece of reverse. It's like, okay, don't sound like a robot, please. Uh, and uh, that the problem is that's what always happens when you script your videos, and it sort of takes some time to get rid of that, but. Uh, what I would say is to sort of try and develop your own style if you're making cursory reviews. For As far as software, I use Final Cut Pro because I'm a Mac user. If you're a Windows user, I think the best software either, is either like Sony Vegas or Adobe Premiere. Um, I just use Final Cut because it's the easiest and it works. So, <laughs> Yeah. Um, and let's see. What else, what else did you say? I mean, like, what what um, advice? This is actually like one of the questions from a one of our listeners. He asked, like, what advice would you give to the newer YouTube Cube reviewers that have sprung up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So basically, just what I said. Try not to sound like a robot, um, and try try to develop your own style. Sort of uh, come up like don't. Um, Try, at least try not to like copy the same phrases or or things that you hear from other people because I know I did that and I know a lot of people I hear a lot of people doing that so try to just sort of um, you don't have to make the exact same type of reviews that I do you can just sort of adapt it and change it and, and mess around with things you know because when you're a smaller channel there's not as much to lose if you do something completely different than what you've been doing before um, you know whereas me who has a a bigger channel and if I change something a lot of people are going to be upset and uh and want me to go back and there's a lot of like pressure for me to keep things the way they've always been you know <laughs> yeah it's yeah. that's really funny that you mentioned about uh like trying to evolve your channel but like um yeah what's like the worst uh like response you've gotten to like a change that you've done I'm really curious because um, like you, you're a big channel you know let's see uh I think the biggest change hmm it's just hard for me because like me personally I'm not trying to brag or anything but like I really don't get that much like hate hate comments on my videos and so it's it's hard for me to think about like what was the worst response I've ever gotten for making a change (laughs) I mean like that's fine (laughs) like if you have no response like no news is good news you know that's how it is with us too because like we ask for like feedback for this show and, like, Nobody no one anything. gives us any feedback. So we're assuming we're doing everything okay and all right enough. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I guess like, no news is good news then. You're doing everything right. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 guess what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is don't make um, – don't – try not to make too many impulse decisions. So, like, if you see something that some big channel did, don't just immediately go out and do it. Just just because you saw them do it, so you want to do it. Like, adapt things and integrate things over time and sort of let it become normal, you know? And that, that's what I did when I started changing my review style more towards the way tech reviewers do it. And um, I sort of integrated it over time and have slowly adapted it and changed it. And, and so it hasn't been as much of a drastic change from one video to the next. 
And so I guess that would be my biggest advice, my biggest point of advice. I can't really speak right now. That's fine. Um, None of us can speak right now. You should have heard us for the first half uh, of the show. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing that I've noticed that you do that a lot of other YouTubers don't do is that they have you have a schedule. And you you upload this mm-hmm. video on this day. And, like, I only upload one review every month or something like that. Yeah, I just recently did that, and it, like I just integrated that like last month. And the reason for that is because for a while, um, there was well, there was a period of time when my laptop sort of like broke, and I couldn't really edit on it anymore. And the time when I had enough money to go and buy a new computer, and in that time period, I was still accepting new cubes like from companies that wanted to send them to me. And so I started getting this little pile of cubes that needed to be reviewed. And so by the time I I had my new computer, I had like 15 cubes that needed reviewing and I was like so overwhelmed and it took me several months to get caught up because like my reviews take a long time and I have all the other videos that I make along with it. And so um, once I was finally able to get caught up, I was like, okay, enough. I'm not going to like do what I used to do and get like five, six, seven cubes a month. I'm just going to like get a couple, you know, and just sort of keep it more toned down. And I, I, um, but it's the schedule has helped me a lot actually to, um, because I've created deadlines for myself and then I can follow those and, and stick to those. So instead of just procrastinating, which is what I do a lot and it's like, Oh, I'll just make it tomorrow, you know, or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) When it's like, no, I can't make it tomorrow because it has to go up tonight. So, and then I do it that day, you know? And so when I, when I created the schedule, it really helped me make videos way more consistently and like really just put a, um, put a schedule on things. Oh my gosh. I can't find the right words for things. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like we, we barely keep on schedule. We try <laughs> to. We try to. We try to get like one every two, three weeks. But then like one time we had like an entire like month and a half, just nothing. <laughs> but like oh, that's man. fine. I remember when I... I remember when I first started my channel, and as soon as I started, I was just started becoming riddled with issues. Like, um, I had a hard drive failure in my computer, or it, cor- or, it, or it corrupted, or the fan broke, or something like that. Or like, oh, we moved, and now we don't have good Wi-Fi for the next two months, you know, and that kind of thing. And so, like, for the first about, like, half a year, year of my channel, like, I, I might post, like, one video, or, like, three videos a day for a week, and then not post for two months. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, you know, because we were moving around a lot and then sometimes I'd get into a place that had Wi-Fi and I was like, okay, good. And then I just make a ton of videos and upload them all, you know, and not really have a schedule. And so it was, uh, it was really inconsistent. And so I wanted to sort of just fix that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Schedules are good, but, um, yeah. for me at least I like being spontaneous. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever yeah. kind of like feel like you should be spontaneous in your YouTubing kind of stuff or... Um, it can be good to be spontaneous and there are times when I'm sort of miss it. I'm like, Oh, I wish I could just post a video now, but I have to wait two more days. You know? (laughs) Oh, that's Um, awful. Why would you do that to yourself? Like, (laughs) um, well, it's just, you know, trying to stick to the schedule. Cause once I've made it, I'd like, I want to be able to stick to it. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's helpful. Um, I don't, I don't think for me personally, I don't, I don't really miss it that much, you know, being, spontaneous um it's for me i think it's good for my viewers as well because they know when a video is going to go up and so they know what to expect it and so it's um it it can be it can be helpful yeah 
Um, another thing yeah. that I've noticed is like uh, the new big cube YouTube cubers. They're more focused on reviews, unboxings, and um, like tutorial type stuff. Um, mm-hmm. As where like older YouTube cubers, they're more focused on solves. Uh, I th- do you think that like if you're posting more reviews and unboxings type things, that your channel is going to grow more like a lot quicker? Okay, uh, here's another problem is that if you just post unboxings and reviews, like, go to just about any small channel, and the little channel trailer that they have is going to have some clips of them doing an unboxing, some clips of them doing a review, and some clips of them doing a tutorial or a solve. And then it's going to be like unboxings, reviews, tutorials, (laughs) solves, subscribe! You can be like (laughs) me. Come on, man. You can have your... your like, non-subscribed intro be just eight minutes of you eating noodles. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. It's still love, by the way. It's like, it's my unsubscribed trailer. It's just me eating noodles for eight minutes. That's that's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's. I think if you, um, if, if you can develop something, uh, something new and original, um, that hasn't really been done before. Like, that's what I did with Cubed, which is really popular. Uh, and a lot of people are like really excited for that mm-hmm. when it comes out. Can you explain what that it, is? It, oh yeah, it's it's a it's a show I do. Um, it's just once a month, and I do like that's that's really that's actually where I do my solves for the most part because I do like an average of five on a three by three, and I answer like I voice over doing a Q and A that people like of comments people left for the last video. So it covers everyone who wants to see me do Q and A. And then after that, I do a challenge that someone has sent in, you know? So like the last one was like solve a cube one handed with a glove on or whatever, something like that. And, um, and then I cover like all of the new cube releases that have come out in the last month and all of the new world records that has been broken. Although a lot, most of the time I don't get to all of them because um, I'm lazy and I just check the WCA <laughs> and sometimes it's not updated. <laughs> and so generally the first 50 comments are always telling me either first, high, or here are the world records you missed. <laughs> um, and so, and, and, that, and that's, that's what it is. And it's just sort of something new and different. And uh, I, do it, I do it once a month because it takes a long time to edit. And, um, and so I don't want to like do it weekly because that would just be crazy. I'd go insane. Yeah. Um, but but it, but people know when it's coming, and so it's 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 a pretty popular show. And then and then I also have Cubed, which is it's a show, um, basically just a little bit more of a catchy name for me doing tutorials and uh, some walkthroughs. So uh, yeah, yeah. I guess I just uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's and it's totally okay to do uh, like unboxings and reviews and and tutorials. Um, just, just try to do something different, you know, <laughs> try to do something original that'll make you get noticed more, I guess. You just mentioned, yeah. uh, like how it takes you a while to do certain like editing and stuff like that. Like how much time do you say you spend per week just on editing, not even just recording? Okay. So just editing. Um, let me think. It depends on the week because some... Like, um, the week I have to post on the last week of the month, I have a comparison and cubed, which are like two, the, some of the two longest videos to make. So in that week, it could probably, I could probably spend up to like 30 hours editing. Oh God. Oh Um, God. (laughs) Um, but, and then actually, no, wait, 
No, it would be closer to like 10 or 15. 30, I think 30 to 40 would be the amount of time writing, filming, and editing. Wow. So, yeah. 30 to 40. Dude, that's and, a full-time uh, job. You do realize that. Like 40-hour yeah. workdays? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. I There's a lot of days where I stay up to like 3 in the morning writing a video. <laughs> Dang. Um, <laughs> Dedication, uh, man. Dedication. Yeah, and what's funny is that, like, I really don't like writing. Like, it's one of my least favorite subjects is, like, composition and grammar and that kind of thing. But then I sit down and write scripts, like, all day. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, um... Yeah, I, I... Do you... Oh, hold up. I want to ask a question really quick. Yeah. Um, do you ever think that you might transition into, like, maybe being, like, really involved in the WCA competitions and that kind of stuff and maybe not doing as much YouTube? Um, I don't think so. For for me personally, like, the uh, I I have never really found an, a much of an interest in wanting to like organize a competition. Really, um, for me, when I go to a competition, I would prefer to just go to uh, meet people and have fun and hang out with friends and and then compete and try and break my old PBs and that kind of thing. The the um. The technical side of things doesn't really interest me as much. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But you, you do enjoy going to competitions, right? Like, Yeah, definitely. Okay. Just, <laughs> there's, not, there's not that many in the area that I live. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, that's Will fine. you be going to Nats? Yeah. No, unfortunately not this year. Uh, don't worry, I'm if not it's, going. If it's, <laughs> if it's on the... Um, that's right, west side. Oh my gosh, I'm so bra- I'm so brain dead right now. It's crazy. <laughs> if it's on the west side next year, I'll most likely be going. So we'll just have to see. Hint, hint. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's, it's <laughs> well, what are you doing? Cut that out! Cut that out! Cut that out! No one's supposed anything. to know. <laughs> it's it's on. It's in Africa. Um, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> U.S. Nationals in Africa, because that makes sense. It does. Are you kidding me? Uh, anyways, okay, so back to the topic at hand. Uh, what is your main goal as a YouTube cuber, like being a YouTube cuber? What What do you want to achieve with your channel other than just getting all of the uh, subscribers and all the viewers? Just like, what is it that you're trying to get? Um, I actually, I know this kind of sounds crazy, but one of uh, a goal that I think could be achievable, could be with enough effort, is to turn it into a full time job. Ooh. So um, to like to do cubing or at least just do YouTube as a full time job. Um, but cubing would be the best <laughs> if I could do that. That'd be that'd be awesome. And I I think I think it's possible if if you if you can create a website and monetize it properly. And just do the right things. I think it, I think it could be possible. You know of um, the Meowshi guy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has like half a million subscribers, and he's a cuber. And the only thing that he does is like unboxings and reviews and yeah. solves. Uh, but like, um, what do you think his draw is for all of his subscribers? Because I really, I didn't know Honestly, that there was half a million Spanish-speaking cubers in the world. I, I always wondered that for a, for a while I actually kind of like called hacks on him like he's buying subscribers, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know it's it seems it seems to be pretty legitimate like every every video he's posted has like over fifteen hundred comments you know 
and um like a bunch of likes um everything like everyone is is in the comments is spanish you know so it's not like there's a bunch of english speaking cubers as well that watches videos and um i don't know maybe there is just a a humongous group of spanish cubers that we just didn't happen to know about yeah it's just kind of strange that we're not seeing them host all of these wca competitions in like mexico and south america and it's there's apparently this massive community. Do you think that you're the American in the like, English speaking community could ever get up to that size? Um, it's possible because I mean, it, what was crazy for me is that he, his channel grew really, really quickly. Like a couple months ago, he only had like a hundred thousand subscribers, you know. And so that's what sort of makes me wonder, like, how legit is this guy, you know? And, um, but if, if it is, I think if you have around half a million subscribers, you can make a living off of that. Like the money just from Google. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I don't know. (laughs) It's hard. It's hard to say. It's not like I can just ask the guy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Um, it's interesting. Uh, do we have any other things to ask? Yeah. Like, um, do you, I mean, I guess we kind of touched on this already, but do you enjoy, the YouTube video making community more than actual speed solving, I guess is the big question here. Okay. Um, I would say yes, um, because speed cubing for me, although like I enjoy it, honestly, the most practice I get is when I'm breaking in through batteries to review them. So it's, it's like, yeah, I, I do enjoy the, uh, the YouTube cubing community more. I think it's, for the most part, it's it's a pretty good it's a pretty great place. There's not that many like haters and trolls. You don't really see it that often um, on on anyone's videos, really. And everyone is just generally really nice and 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 so I I just I really enjoy being a part of it. All right, that's, that's cool good because I get like lots of trolls on my channel. <laughs> oh yeah, really? Yeah, um, yeah. It's like every couple videos, and it's like, why is this happening? Yeah, well, there's there's always there's always gonna be you know, that one guy who just you know has to be that one guy. Yeah, Wafo. You know, hey, <laughs> come on, man, come on. Just because you I downloaded, downloaded like half of my videos, like before I enlisted them, just so I can have them, because I can make fun of them. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm so, so no, um, Wafo. He decided to download like. Probably my first fifty or so videos, um, just so he can like look at them and laugh at them. Yeah. They're they're videos like um like uh what's what's one of them that he always makes fun of? Uh, uh, like the... my ma- my first video ever was like a magic average of five, and it was like three seconds average. And he would yeah. say the time after each one, show the camera, and I would laugh because this voice hasn't broken yet. So hadn't broken yet, so it was like really high pitched. Oh yeah. my god, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry, bitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I should have done what Jr. did and like uh, practiced making YouTube videos for a while instead of actually just making yeah. them. <laughs> oh yeah, that's why I haven't really um, posted any of my old videos. I think I I, I lost them all, but um, I, I I never really would have posted them anyway <laughs> because. Like if you go back and watch my first video, and you you, re- you know how high my voice was, it was super squeaky. Mm-hmm. Um, my voice was higher before that. Oh god! So, <laughs> <laughs> so it was, and and the thing is, um, I filmed like my my camera was 
legitimately a potato, and um, that like it, li- it looked like all the videos looked like they had been filmed with a potato because they practically were, and um, and I I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just doing it for the fun of it, um, but like some of those videos, I remember like when I when I if I was to go and rewatch them now, it literally would have been Red KB but younger filming with a potato. Like, that's what it, that's, that's what it would have been <laughs> with all so the cubes it, in the background. And like, you see those videos now and it's like a wall of cubes in the background. Yeah. Well, I mean, my video setup didn't look like him, oh. but I talked exactly like him and I like, I made the same type of videos and it was almost like an exact copy. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. But the thing is, is that when I finally made my channel, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this right from the start. And so, you know, you go back and watch my first video and I had pretty good lighting and I was actually using my brother's DSLR. So it was a good camera and, you know, I had scripted it actually <laughs> uh, to make sure, I, you know, it was, it was good. And, and so I, I, I had the drive to do it. And, and if you have, if you have a, a, the drive to get successful, then you will. So do you want to do this last listener question? Oh yeah. All right, sure. sure. I guess. Okay. So. What is your favorite thing about cubing in YouTube? Hmm. Let's see. My favorite thing, my favorite thing. I think it's going to be what I have to said before, which is just that everyone is really nice, you know? It's just the community is is really a, sort of a great place to be. And I guess I guess that's why there's a lot of communities where there's just you get a lot of hate and you get a lot of spam and you get a lot of you know trolls but and and no one's really nice to each other everyone's just sort of really mean and and annoying but here it's just so lively and wonderful (laughs) (laughs) uh i don't know i mean until you start faking solves and then everybody hates you but besides uh, that yeah (laughs) well I think they sort of have a good reason if you're going to, like, fake a world record or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah, I, I guess I guess that would be my favorite thing. That's the big one because the next question we already, like, asked. So uh, is there anything you want to say, Mitch? Anything you want to add before we do the next portion of the show? No, let's just do Skype Team Blind. Ah, uh, Skype Team Blind. <laughs> so, JR, do you know what Skype Team Blind is? Come on, you should know. Yes, except I've never done it. Okay, well, guess what? You're calling. <laughs> so, oh boy. Uh, I'll let me get the scramble out for you. So, the scramble is going to be in the show notes, and I'm going to say it because Ron's is not here to say it. <laughs> God damn it. All right, usually, me... okay, so usually the guy that we have, the other host, he's the one that says the Skype team blind shit. So, anyways. All right, th- this could, this could... There's a very, very good chance this could be completely disastrous. Okay, so anyways, I got, I'll include the alg.cubing so you know what it looks like. Okay, good, because I scramble wrong all the time. <laughs> thank, th- thank, you, thank you for that. Okay, <laughs> um, so the, uh, the scramble for our listeners is going to be back to U prime L2, F2, U, F2, U prime, R2, U prime, L2, back to, F prime, L, F, R, back, right prime, down two, L2, down prime, U2. And it should look something like this.
Got it. Okay, so... <laughs> so am, am I going to be the one telling you guys what to do? Yeah. Yes, you are going... Okay. You are calling for Oh, us. fantastic. So oh, you're geez. not just going to listen to us. <laughs> I, am, I am the absolute worst at this. Oh, don't worry. Like, uh, our last episode, we had... Um, who was it? Felix, yes. Antoine, Colin Burns, and, and Jay. Jay McNeil calling one move oh, at a time. So... Oh, well, that, that's what I'm going to have to do, because <laughs> I, mean, I just... <laughs> I've only ever done team blind like a couple times, so, ever. So it's it's uh, this this very well could be disastrous. Oh, that's fine. All right, well, we're ready when you are. All right. So should I tell you just guys like the first couple moves or something? Uh, you want to yeah, do like rotations ahead. first or something, and then um yeah, uh, hold white on bottom and red on front. Okay. So this might take a long time because I'm really inefficient. So. <laughs> All right, <laughs> um, all right. So start with God. I I'm tired, and now I have to remember the difference between an L and an L prime. <laughs> Jeez, this is this is gonna go great. <laughs> oh, it is, it is. All right, all right. So uh, so start with an R, and then U L two, and then do. Um, let's see. Yeah, that's right. L wide. L wide. And then U prime. And then L wide prime. And then D2. And that's cross. Um, let's see. I'm going to try and do this rotation list because I don't know my rotations properly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, this is great. All right. So do uh, R, U, R prime. And then U, R, U prime, R prime. And do U prime, R prime, U, R, <laughs> oh boy, uh, U2, L prime, U2L. Nope, scratch that. Do L prime U two L again. Oh dang. <laughs> All right. Um, U prime. Uh, F U F prime. Oh boy, how are we gonna do these last two pairs? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so okay, um, so Y it follows you. Yes, Y follows you. Okay, do a Y two. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, Y follows U, so then that would that would put orange in front. Okay, okay, so then <laughs> <laughs> orange uh, Y prime would put orange to the to the right, right? Yes. Okay, so do a Y prime, and then do U R U two R prime, and then do U. R U prime R prime. And then do a Y. And then R U R prime. Uh U. That's right. It yes, R. Okay, R U prime R prime. Oh boy, uh, done with F two L. That took a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so then do a U, 
And then uh, you have a yellow bar, which is going horizontally. So I don't know full OLL. Is it left so... to right? Yeah, it's left to right. Okay. It's okay, because I don't know OLL yeah, or PLL. Wafo uses Rue, so this, you have to explain a little bit more to him. <laughs> okay. So, and then, um, what algorithm do you guys use to get all the yellow corners? It's like, it's like F R U R prime, U prime, F prime. What? I think. Hold on. The, uh, corners or edges, do you mean? Edges. To get, to get all the yellow edges. F sexy move, undo F. Yeah. Yes. That's what it is. <laughs> all right. And then do. Okay. So do that. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then do a U. And then we have a, yeah, I'm not going to try and explain the good Superman alk here for the corners, so I'm just going to do the bad one because it's simpler to explain. Uh, do R, U, R prime, U prime, and then R, U prime, R prime, U2, R, U prime, R prime, U2, and then R, U, R prime. There we go. Okay, now we have, um, I think this is RA. The, um, the two corners that need to switch are in the back, and then uh, the two edges, there's one in the front and one on the left. Yeah, I know what so, it is, but Wafo, do you okay. know what it is? I, okay, so R perms, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> alright, 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 so I can't, I can't actually, which, which PLLs do you know? T. <laughs> Okay. Do you, do you do you do you know do you know U perms? Yes, I do know U perms. Okay, but good. If it's, let's do it. If let's... it's the solved ones in the back. All right. So let's just go ahead and do a U and then do a T perm. <laughs> all right. All right. So now the solved piece is in the front. So uh, for this one, I would actually do a U two because this is the counterclockwise rotation one. Okay. Okay. I know this one. Okay. So um, I I do it with this I do the, the I do it with the solve piece in the back. So it's the it's the counterclockwise rotation U perm. So just do that. Okay, I know that one. Yeah. Okay, and then I, I don't know the orientation in which you guys did it, so I don't know about AUF though. For me, it's a U two. So I guess that's your best bet. I'm solved. Solved. Okay. Yes. Hundred percent accuracy. First time on the show. Yes. This is. I, oh wait, no. It happened last last time. Yeah, but. this is the only this is the only set. This is the second time I've gotten it in the history of Cubecast. Even back when I was oh, a guest yes. on it. All right, awesome. <laughs> All righty, so that's the end of the show. Yeah, great. So thank you right, so well, much for having, for uh, being with us today, Jr. Yes, it's been great. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. Yeah. So uh, have a listen to the episode after we've edited it, and everything. So yeah, All right, sounds good. Our uh, next guest is going to be Anthony Brooks. We already mentioned in the start of the show why we didn't have him on for Episode 6. But guess what? He's going to be on for Episode 7 after uh, his stuff with Worlds and Nats. And so we're going to have lots to talk about and his adventures and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Send in those questions. Uh, Make sure you send us your feedback, questions, and comments to cubecast at gmail.com. Check us out at our uh, Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash cubecast and of course visit our website cubecast.cubing.net. Is that all? Is that all that Brandon usually says? I think so. Alrighty, so that's the end of the show. It's been great. Alright, bye everyone. Bye.